want to give a big thank you to Phil O'Donnell. I appreciate you guys having me on here. I listen to you every week, and believe me, nothing says Jersey guys like uh, two guys who root for the Dallas Cowboys. So. <laughs> so what are you trying to say? You're listening to the new Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Swenderman, along the other side of the board, my man Dan Tantillo. Danny, what's going on? Hey man, welcome back for you. You were just on a little bit of a vacation, so it's good to see you. I was, back and better than ever. We're ready for another episode, and we have another guest. First, it was Ken Danico. This time, New Jersey Devils related, but he's a New Jersey Devils fan. But that still. A big name. My yeah. boy Phil O'Donnell is joining us. Good buddy of mine with a special event to tell us about. Phil, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me on here. I uh, I have big shoes to fill here. Phil, my all-time, following my all-time favorite hockey player, Ken Danico. I mean, he was the first ever guest and I'm the second. So I have big expectations to live up to here. No pressure. Yeah, well, you know. Just don't suck. Well, I said I like I appreciate us. But <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on here. I listen to you every week, and believe me, nothing says Jersey guys like uh, two guys who root for the Dallas Cowboys. So, <laughs> so what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, um, Phil's got a, a great event he's doing: um, biking for Jake and donuts. Mm. So, tell us a little bit about it. You got an event coming up next week, a kind of preamble so to speak, and then you got the big event coming up in the fall, correct? I do, yes. I'll, I'll start with the with the, the whole thing to begin with. Uh, yeah, give us the, and give us the background a little bit of how this all came about. Sure. You know, give us the whole story here. Yeah, well, I have a, I had a cousin who, uh, his name was, well, his name was John, but we called him Jake. Um, he was a sergeant in the Marines, and he had done several tours of duty overseas uh, through the years, and uh it was the uh, springtime of 2013, and uh, he had been back now for a couple of months at that point, uh, and uh, we had gotten a phone call that he, suffering from PTSD, he actually took his own life. Oh, my God. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he was only 26, oh, you know, far, far too young for anyone, of Absolutely. course, for any reason. Um, so uh, over the last couple of years, I've tried to do a couple of things to raise money for different organizations dealing with uh veterans and things like that so um the the organization that i've latched onto raising money for is called the new jersey run for the fallen and they're actually a a gentleman i work with larry kramer he's uh one of the board of directors and what it is is a it's a group of military personnel and they run over the course of four days they start down in cape may and they run uh, to the uh, Vietnam Memorial in Homedale. Right. Wow. Yep. And they stop every mile to honor a different serviceman or woman from New Jersey who's lost their life, you know, whether it was in battle or in my cousin's case, right. you know, something related to battle, things like that. So um, that's kind of become my cause celebre. And that's who I kind of raise money for. And what I'm doing this year to raise the money, last year I did it through my gym. I, I took seven workout classes in one day, wow. which I don't know if you remember that. I yep, was absolutely. promoting a lot on Facebook last yep. year. So this year what I decided to do is somebody put together a Jersey Shore donut trail. Uh, mm. And it's on the website onlyinyourstate.com. Okay. okay, yeah, absolutely. And so I decided to bike the donut trail. And of course, 
because not everything I do has to be 100% altruistic. Uh, I'm going to stop in at each one and sample the wares. I mean, so, if you're there, you, might as, you well. might as well, right? Exactly. So. I mean, you know, take a break, you know, just yeah. try to see what they got. So the northernmost part is in Middletown, which coincidentally is where I live. And the uh, southernmost part is in Ocean City, New Jersey. Wow. wow. That's a big stretch. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be 130 mile roundabout trip and i'm planning it over two to three days i haven't hammered out all the details yet specifically i'm still trying to figure out with some of the um the shops what their hours are and 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 their availability so uh, it's either going to be two or three days uh, hopefully yeah, three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, take you know, take that third day if you need it. Yeah, yeah so be it. So, and it's a cool concept. I think that what New Jersey Run for the Fallen is doing. I like that idea of every mile. It's something different. Right. Well, what they do is they've they have a uh, they call them hero markers. Okay. And for every person that they honor, they stop there. They have a big ceremony with the family of that person they're honoring. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, for my cousins, that just happened. My cousin uh, was from Bayonne, that's, right. which is where I'm originally from, uh, but they don't go that far north. So my father, who lived in Lincroft up until this year, um, they actually set up that his marker would be right in front of my father's house. So oh, wow. we would have the whole family over and it would right. be like a big thing. Now he has since moved, so unfortunately we don't have that convenience anymore, but um, they do still have his marker along the route and you know we still get everybody together it's just right. not right in front of the house like it used to be but it's still everybody together and that's right, right. really what the main thing is all about right so it's been great i've been going around i've been taking a couple of days here and there and i've been doing some fundraising efforts i've right. got some actually wonderful corporate sponsors i'm going to have t-shirts made up so actually if uh, i'll send some down to you guys oh, absolutely. just absolutely. for you know just to say thank you of course for this and oh please um can i can I give a couple of plugs and yeah. give the sure. people Absol- who have please yeah, just, absolutely Go just ahead. to return their generosity? No, absolutely, if I could, yeah. they're they're part of this great event for you. That's <clears> what we have you on for. Yeah, so big thank yous to uh, Little Dog Brewing Company in in Neptune, uh, FNS Awning and Blind Company in Edison, Mike's Barbershop in Lincroft, uh, Obco Donuts in Tom's River, Luigi's Restaurant in Lakehurst, which is also my stepfather. Luigi's my stepfather, oh, so nice. he's helping me out there. A little family business. Hey, every little bit helps. That's right. Uh, Purple Glaze Donuts, yep. uh, which is also one of the stops in Asbury Park. They actually I'm drooling thinking of that <laughs> because Dennis and uh, Dennis and Judy, uh, you know, our uh, midday show here, and uh, who um, uh, Danny produces for, uh, they've done broadcasts out there, and oh, yeah. Purple Glaze has brought in donuts for them to sample. Oh, and they're I mean, fantastic! Just amazing. Yeah, and the people there are great too. Oh, 100 uh, percent. They're, they're fantastic. Yep. I've every time I've gone in there. You know, since the first time I went in to to kind of pitch this, and every time I've been in there since, they've been very, That's very awesome. receptive, and you know, they've been spreading the word too, which which I also appreciate. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, there's also another stop on the trip is Broad Street Doco in uh, Oakhurst, yep. which. I actually happen again to thank you guys oh, for having oh, me on here. Look at this! My <laughs> oh my goodness! I just happened to stop there this morning, and I, mean, I got a little bit of. When the mic is off and you're just <laughs> exactly. hearing just those two speaking, you know exactly. What exactly. That means. Yeah, Danny's going to be chomping down on some donuts so, while me and Phil are talking yeah. about this event. We have some stuff, Danny. I don't know if you can see him from over there. Oh, but we got some. Uh, look at that! <laughs> that's just all kinds of ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean, Any kind of color oh, that you could picture on a donut oh, is goodness. just what has been yeah. shown to us. I mean, I, I just saw M and M's on one. 
and it is ridiculous. But also, you have on the twentieth, you have another you kind of a pre-event coming yes. up in Edison, correct? Yes, to uh, in an effort to raise funds, and I'm hoping to have the uh, t-shirts ready by then. And also, big shout out to the Swan Brothers in Metuchen who are going to be making up the t-shirts for me. Nice. Um, it's a Cypress Brewing Company. Yep, very uh, familiar. Absolutely. Yeah. Who is uh, Charlie Backman? Who's the owner there? He's a good friend of mine. He actually was my former neighbor before I moved. Um, he's uh, opening it up to a, uh, a a drink for a good cause, as he calls it, where he will be uh, putting out a donation jar. But I'll be there also selling right. T-shirts. And uh, so, if you want to come out and uh, you know have some really good beer, some good company, and help a good cause, uh, it's going to be next Thursday, July twentieth, at five o'clock, from five to ten, at Cypress Brewing Company in Edison, New Jersey. And I mean, twist my arm here. <laughs> yeah, good cause. And local beer, man. Yeah. I mean, Jersey breweries are really killing it. Right exactly. Right? Cypress the, is one of the best. Out oh, there. absolutely. Drink local, baby, for sure. Absolutely. And, and you so, know me. You follow me on Facebook. Exactly. You see how many breweries I go yes. to all the time. And, and Cypress is one of my favorites. And it's not just because Charlie's a friend of mine. It's no, that's good beer. genuinely good beer. No, 100%. So, def- and then how can people get more information about it? Uh, you can go to the Facebook page. It's uh, Biking for Jake on Facebook. Uh, and so facebook.com slash Biking for Jake. Uh, and that has just about everything you want on there for, for my event. Uh, for more information on the Run for the Fallen, you can go to www.njrun.org. Nice. All right. Phil O'Donnell is with us. Good buddy of mine. We've been friends a long time. And also, while you're here, we got to, we got to get you to talk sports, Phil, because you talk more <laughs> sports on Facebook than anybody I know. I mean, you're probably going to run me right out of my seat by the end of this by the end of this podcast. But Phil is a diehard Nick fan. I admittedly still somehow he admits to being a Nick fan. And this is good for me because if you're familiar with the show, we do a Mets misery minute, which we're going to put on hold for a little we're gonna, bit. We're going to skip that. This, this is the, it's Knicks the all-star misery break. Minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you get a break also. It's great. But again, I, 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 I'll let, I'll let Phil talk, but I know that the frustration overall, it's ridiculous when it comes to the Knicks. Well, I thought one of the, the funniest things lately was the Knicks free agent signing they're a special free agent signing of Tim Hardaway Jr. Your, we have to keep it PG. <laughs> I was going to say, am, I, an, am did, I allowed to swear no, on here? Or no? You did, you did <laughs> use an F word in your posting on Facebook about it. But as a Nick fan, how can you, I mean, between this and they lost out on apparently uh, the former GM of uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers took himself out of the running for the Knicks job. The guy doesn't have a job right now. Right. I decided no job was better than Nick's right. job. So all that combined and $71 million going to Tim Hardaway, which is about a $30 million overshoot, give or take. How are you feeling as a big fan right about now? You know, <clears throat> before I came in here, when we, when we were waiting, to come in, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to, to Danny out front a little bit, and we were talking about how there's a difference between when you have expectations and your team is bad, and then you get into that quote unquote Cleveland Browns territory. Right. New York where Jets. You're just numb to it after a while. The Knicks are rapidly approaching. <laughs> if they haven't already gotten there, maybe, maybe I'm even looking at it through rose colored glasses because, you know, I have a vested interest here. But I think the Knicks, if they haven't gotten there already, are rapidly approaching Cleveland Browns territory. Where they're not just bad, 
but they're they're irrelevant. I mean, they're is that worse though? Would you rather would you rather have a team that you know is bad and then any kind of win and success makes it a little bit sweeter or just getting let down time and time again? I feel like that hurts more. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I really don't know. I mean, because the Knicks are kind of like my penance. The rest of the- <laughs> <laughs> you are a Giants fan. You got that going. I got right? I got the Giants. I got the Yankees, Yankees yeah, for the yeah. most part. You know, when I was at least younger, maybe not so much in late later uh, recent years, but you know, the Devils, the Knicks are kind of like my penance. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, they had some good years. They had. I mean, they never won anything in my lifetime, and who knows? Maybe they won't. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I mean, you have to, at some point. I don't. I don't. We were talking about this on a um, a podcast a couple weeks ago. Is there ever a point when you get to with a team when you've just exhausted all your energy rooting for them and defending them and everything, where you just go, I can't do this anymore. I just like I. I. I it's totally against sports fan code. But is there ever a point where the team is just such an embarrassment where you go, I, I can't, I, I can't? Uh, I don't know. I've never really given it up completely, but it's like you, Do you get just to take the point where you just them? kind of, maybe you just pump the brakes a little bit, you know? Like, I mean, I'll give you an example, all right? And I know I'm opening myself up here. There we go. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a yes. Penn State football fan. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know, there were some. I never walked away from them completely. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you got a couple gotta, of hard years in there. Yeah, you got to pull the reins right. back a little bit, and maybe you have to reassess what you're talking right. about all the time. So, I don't think you give it up completely, but it's you know, it's one of those things maybe where you just keep your mouth quiet, right? Exactly. It's brought to your attention, and then when it's brought to your attention, you'd be like, "What am I? What do you want me to tell you? You know, right. Right. that's where I'm at with the Mets, where." It's brought up to me. Oh, so how'd the Mets do this weekend? The same, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, there's nothing yeah. in a headline, so nothing's changed. And it's look, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and trivialize what happened at Penn State and make it sound like it's on the same level because that is far and away, right? Maybe the worst thing that ever happened in sports. Sports I mean, related, that, I, you know? right? And that I mean, that was all you know off the field right right. that was all off the field you know a lot of this what we're talking about here i mean is either management decisions or you know just bad play you know right. whether it be the mets the knicks you know any team you're at the cleveland browns the new york Jets. yeah i mean you could pick right but all i still these don't, but that is, being said right. i don't want to make it sound like um sheer incompetence on behalf of management is on the same level right. as potentially no malicious right you know yeah. uh, activity so right We'll just no. just just to clear the air. Yeah, no, yeah. sure. But like like a situation like the Knicks, where what are the options? What can even be done to save this team at this point? In the current state of the NBA, you have these huge contracts now, which my eyes opened up and my jaw dropped when I saw James Harden's deal. Yeah, that's I couldn't believe that kind of money. No, so that's like a what? Lot of money. Do, what do you? But what do you do if you're Dolan? Right now, sell the team. He doesn't care. Well, Dolan doesn't. I don't even know why I brought him up because he's yeah. he's playing in a in a cover band instead of going to the, to see. This his is team true. I'm draft. speaking. I'm not speaking from Dolan's point of view. I'm speaking from a fan's point of view. He should sell the team. But um, and it's funny because <laughs> realistically, he, he's got good people. And I know I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm talking about opening yourself up. Here it comes. If you say Isaiah Don't, Thomas, I'm no, going to tear your head off. I, right. I was really praying for that. I really was. Just to watch every Nick fan really just lose their minds, oh, I'm bringing Isaiah Thomas back. No, but for a guy who 
has seemed to have figured it out or put the right people in place with the Rangers, at, at least from a management standpoint, where right. they're making good decisions. There, they have a you know they have an idea in place and they they work with it. It's not kind of haphazard. You know, I mean, you say what you want about the coach, but you know, Jeff Gordon, the GM, is a strong hockey guy. And he's kind of left that alone for the most part. Before that, you know, he had, you could argue really what Glenn say there as far as a hockey guy. But it seems like with the Knicks, he just can't help himself and make really bad moves. Yeah, the best thing James Dolan ever did in his life after being born to Charles Dolan was <laughs> to story. turn hockey operations over and give total autonomy to Glenn Sather. I mean, that was... right. In his professional career, that was the smartest thing he probably ever did. And why he can't seem to bring himself to do the same thing with the Knicks is frustratingly beyond me. I mean, he seemed like he was doing it with Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson's the most overrated figure in sports history. So I feel like he, if he took that same, if he took that same approach. Same business model. With, right. right. If he had taken that same approach when, say, Donnie Walsh was still around, or if he did hire David Griffin and give him right. full autonomy, or even if you give up a draft pick, hopefully lottery protected, which has been their bugaboo in the past, and take Ujiri away from right. Toronto and give somebody like that the same total autonomy that you give to Sather because you see that's worked. I mean, I know this, the Rangers haven't won a cup, but they've been a consistent playoff team. They've gone deep into the playoffs, you know, every right. year now for how many years? I mean, there was a time where the Rangers were just as big a joke as the Knicks. I mean, oh, absolutely. Just were, terrible mean, contracts, right. guys yep. past their prime, you know, just signing a name even though you were, you know. Absolutely. so. And once he stopped meddling in that, things turned around. And I can't understand why who a guy who – it Should, makes too much sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even want to say the guy was a successful businessman because he really wasn't. He was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple, but you know, his family <laughs> at least was successful that. in <laughs> his family was successful in business. So you'd think like even somebody in his family would pull him aside and say, Hey, right. you know just, Maybe it's just a curse between the colors blue, orange, <laughs> and white and the city of New York. Maybe even though that's the official flag colors, maybe they're not meant to be together somehow because Maybe. it just doesn't work with those teams the knicks the islanders the mets they, it's something they, about those colors it's, man it's got to be something but i mean <clears throat> do you i mean do you ever see a, a chance either you know as danny is a nick fan or phil as i as met danny as a mets fan and phil is a knicks fan do you ever see a part where you just be like you know what i'm okay not watching right now or i'm okay not rooting just because there's such a mess you know, like i i could take a break not not that you're giving them up, but you just you take a mental break from it, like a hiatus. I I don't know that I'd say I'd ever not root. I mean, there are days where, uh, you know, there were times where I would watch every game every night, and you know whether it was basketball, hockey, baseball, what have you. But you know, sometimes, and it it's not really homering uh, homerism or front running, but it's it, when your team's losing constantly, it's not enjoyable to watch. That's no. the thing. You know, so it's not like, oh, I only go when they're good, but it's like, you know, I'll still watch, but it's like, do I really want to take my time out every single, like I used to plan my nights around like, okay, the Knicks right. are going to be on at seven, the Devils are on the West Coast, they'll start at nine, you know, whatever. And it's like, 
sometimes it's just like, all right, well, maybe there's something better on TV tonight. <laughs> right. you know? And you're you're working and you've you've got you had a long day and that's something that's supposed to be there to be I guess to calm you down to yeah. like, all right, right, it's over. So that's if just, you get if you're getting all the frustration, I've so far this this year, at least with the Mets, I've changed the channel within the first two innings. Just as soon as I see the the, the crack of an opponent's bat, <laughs> the channel's gone. Because why do I put myself through that? It I is. just get angry at the TV, and I get angry myself when all I want to do is re- relax. Yeah, you know, I say all the time, I, you know, sports sports is supposed to be the distraction from real life. You know, it's supposed to be entertainment, and entertainment's not supposed to add to your stress right. level. You know, it's supposed to take away from it. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. So, but, in that regard, <laughs> yeah. But as as sports fans, we are invested. We, right. We're invested in the teams. We have the passion for you know whoever we root for, and when they're when either they make bonehead moves or or you watch them on TV and it's just bad play, you just sit there and you're like. Why do I do this to myself? But yet here, here we are yeah. talking about it, and you know we we still root for them. So she's a cruel mistress, man. Oh, I'll tell she you, really sports. Is. She really is, and 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 to really sit and I mean I'm no doctor or psychiatrist or anything like that, but to sit there and really analyze the mind and the brain of a sports fan, I mean. There's got to be some kind of market for that because there's something wrong with all of us. Absolutely, <laughs> there really. It, it, it's like that definition of like the definition insan- of insanity, insanity. Yeah, doing the same thing over, expecting a different result. Yeah. But all right, Phil O'Donnell, thank you so much for being with us on the Jersey Guys uh, podcast this week. Make sure you check out uh, Biking for Jake on Facebook. And next week, going to be at Cypress Brewing Company Thursday the twentieth from five to ten p.m. Go uh, get some. Get some beer, meet Phil, and uh, help a good cause at the same point. Yeah, I'm just going to get you the address for that so I can get it on here right before I go. Sure. Um, 30 Nixon Lane. Oh, there you go. In Edison. I'm all prepared. He's prepared, man. Holy smokes. Listen, I don't mess around. (laughs) But yeah, it's 30 uh, Nixon Lane, Edison, New Jersey. It's at the Cypress Brewing Company next Thursday, the 20th. Uh, 5 to 10 p.m. So and anybody, come on, support my boy, Phil. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, just to anybody who can't make it next Thursday, uh, if you'd like to make a donation to the cause, it's uh, I accept cash donations or through Venmo and PayPal. On Venmo, it's at Phil O'Donnell, P-H-I-L underscore O-D-O-N-N-E-L-L. Or PayPal is paypal.me slash philod3. Nah, look at you with the Boom. like CP3, POD3. Look at him. <laughs> All right, Phil O'Donnell, thanks for being on the podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Me and Danny will, be, Danny will be back on the other side of this. New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast coming back. I thought that was extremely revealing. Learn, laugh, stay informed. Podcasts from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. It rang a bell in my head. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. You can't replace that. You know, that's an amazing experience. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast talking all things sports. Again, you can listen to us by going to nj1015.com, the New Jersey 101.5 app, and we're also on Twitter. So hit us up on Twitter. We're always tweeting stuff about local sports, anything sports related. You can hit us up at New Jersey Guys on Twitter. And even let us know what you want to hear, like what topics you want sure. discussed in future episodes. And and something for sure that I'm sure a lot of people in this area are, are going crazy about was New York Yankees superstar 
Aaron Judge destroying baseballs oh, at the Home Run Derby yesterday. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. I am still pumped up about this. I am so... But just watching him and Gary Sanchez last night during the day, this is the most excited I've been about like one of these competitions in a very, very long time. So let me ask you a question. Is it the excitement over this competition because it's kind of the slow season or you think it was just the event itself was that exciting? I think legitimately they found a great group of players that really made it exciting yesterday. You're talking about, um, you know, not only just Aaron Judge just plowing through the competition, yeah, but Gary Sanchez defeating homegrown, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, who was the odds-on favorite, really, to win the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you had guys like Justin Bohr, another homegrown guy for the Marlins, hitting 22 home runs in the first round. I mean, you had guys like, you know, Miguel Sano, who, you know, if if you're not a real big baseball fan or a Minnesota fan, you really don't know the third baseman for the Twins. But yet, there he is in the finals. Yeah, now this is interesting to me because I do think that they did a great job with the new system. I love the way that they're doing the the new home run derby where you, you have a timer and you basically hit as many home runs as you can. You can call a timeout where in the past, if you're unfamiliar, what they would do is you would get 10 outs. And any time that you didn't hit a home run and you swung the bat, right. that counted as an out. So a lot of players, it took them some times to they wouldn't even be able to get into that groove. And by the time they did, they already had nine outs. Right. Where this, if you're struggling a little bit, you keep the pitches coming. And it's exciting, man. It, well, it that's gives, what happened with Stanton. In right. the first round. Right. I, you know what? If he would have started hotter, you can make an argument he would have beat Sanchez. Actually, if he probably would have had 10 to 15 more seconds, he there's a good shot he probably would have hit one to at least tie. And what's cool about this is that baseball had never, this is the first time that anything in baseball that I could think of is timed. Right. Basketball, football, that's all timed. This isn't. Or this is a, a thing in baseball now where you have actually time as a factor as to whether you succeed or you don't. Now, I only watched bits and pieces of it yesterday, I will admit. And I think that part of it is because we're in this offseason that I didn't get too excited about it. But I think that now, like you said before, with the amount of young superstars that are just absolutely crushing. Oh, killing it. Killing it. You you have to get excited over that. And it's something that now I think in the future, I, I don't know what the numbers were yesterday, for how many people viewed it or, or anything. But it's all anybody's talking about on Absolutely. social media right now. It's all over televisions everywhere. It was on Good Morning America. It's everywhere. Everybody's talking about this. And I think that this is going to make the Home Run Derby next year. You're going to see numbers go through the roof. They asked Aaron Judge last night. So are we going to see another another round from the defending champ next year? And he was like, he said, we'll see next year. That's why I love this kid. This kid can do no wrong. Yeah, I'm telling you, he is so good on a mic. You know, it, somebody actually asked me um, earlier today here in the studio, not a real sports fan, uh, a coworker of ours, said, you know, he really didn't seem into it last night. Is he just aloof? I said, no, he doesn't like the spotlight on himself. He likes to highlight the team. As much as they asked him about, you know, 
how his you know methods for winning last night is as much credit as he gave Miguel Sano and Giancarlo Stanton and Gary Sanchez his teammate and Justin Bohr in the first round fading twenty two. All he wanted to talk about was everybody else but himself. Yeah. When do you even see that in sports nowadays? This kid is just I mean he's got such a future ahead of him, and I mean it's really interesting for a skills competition that a lot of people. I would say this is one of the few. Would you agree, Dan? That many people do look forward to? Yeah, and I think that, like I said a little bit ago, that I think it's only going to escalate further. Right. I think that maybe 15 years ago, when I was, you know, a teenager, a, a young kid, I a think... A young little lad. A young little lad. Little Danny. <laughs> Stupid. Um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I think that what it used to be was the slam dunk contest was always the one that you looked forward to in the past. True. But they've kind of... The superstars don't do that. Where this, you're having superstars actually right. competing. And that's what I think makes this the skills competition of all skill competitions in sports. I don't think there's anything that can come close to it right now. No, I mean, I enjoy, because I'm a hockey fan, I enjoy the skills competitions during the NHL I, All-Star Game. But major, I, I know myself that not a lot of people you know, tune in to see that. Slam dunk competition used to be the thing. It used to, for sure. Now... I mean, with some of the size of these guys in baseball, you know, the judge, the, the Stanton, the Boers, the I, Gary Sanchez, the you know, I mean, there were guys that didn't even get into the competition, like Logan Morrison. That you know, guys that were there's like, now competitions to even get into a competition right. where you were struggling a couple years ago just to get people to compete. Right, exactly. Now it's like they're you know beating guys off with a stick to get. Uh, you know that want to get into the competition and to show show off their skills, but they only have you know so many spots. But I, I think I think MLB really did themselves well last night in Miami with with that skills competition because you know what it's all anybody was talking about this morning. Yeah, and I think it's going to get more attention than the All Star Game, which sadly it might. Well, because here's the thing with the All Star Game is I do think that it meaning and we talked about this before. I think that now that it's somewhat meaningless that it doesn't really carry too much of a... Right. You know, if you're in the off-season right now, like uh, that, this is what it is. Right. There's only one major of the four major sports that is currently on. So True. It's either baseball or you're finding something else. So if you're not fully invested in, in baseball right now, I don't think you can be fully invested in the All-Star game because what interest does it have for you? Well, you know what the, the best case scenario for MLB tonight is that Stanton and Judge both play big parts for the NL and the American League. Yeah. And that's what people will be talking about, you know, the day after. Well, it was interesting because I think, now this came out, I guess, yesterday. Bryce Harper wants to let the top vote-getters pick the teams for the All-Star game. So, so like a fantasy draft. Kind of, yeah. So it's kind of like what the Pro Bowl was doing I was going to say, we, the NFL did this. But they did it with retired players. True. So this would be, if this were the real deal. It's essentially like a game of pickup. Right. And that's kind of cool because that's something that we do. We did as kids. It's something right. that we were always a part of. And seeing All-Stars be able to do this, that might, be, that might bring a different dynamic where they have a fantasy draft. But so, for example, it would be Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge were the two leading vote getters per league. Right. So they would be the captains. Do you see they, an issue with that if you let players pick the teams? I mean, the only thing is, you know, the the coaches are still going to pick the reserves. So, mm, 
I don't know how that would work. Yeah. And I think that it would be a little bit different with players because you're still in it. And right. you may show some favoritism. You True. know, if, if you're Bryce Harper, you're not going to pick a Met. Yeah, you're not going to pick know. a Met because there's not a Met that's good enough to be on the All-Star team besides Conforto, <laughs> who died down. Uh, stop. We're going. Right, here we're we back. Go. Yep, Mets here Misery Minute. It's rings. coming back. <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. Uh, don't fall down the rabbit hole. That's right. But I don't know if this is the idea. I don't know if this is the way to do it for the future. Um, it's tough with baseball because there's there's nothing else going on right now. So you, you kind of have to get people involved. But I don't know if this is the way to do it. But the home run derby, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I you know what? I would be interested to see it if they could come up with a good plan like Bryce Harper's kind of outlining a solid plan. I would like to see it for a year and test it out. What do you got? What do you got to lose? What do you have to lose? And again, like the All Star Game means nothing right now, so you literally right. don't have anything to lose. No. So, and if you're slacking in viewers, right? Maybe this is the thing that gets the viewers back in it. True. I mean, look, you know, the NHL. I mean, wanted to get so creative, they went to a tournament style. Yeah. So, I mean, if people are willing to try different things and willing to kind of keep their minds open about it, I don't see why why you don't try something different just to see if nothing's on the line, like you were saying. Then I don't think it hurts to at least try it for a year. Yeah, and again, congrats to Aaron Judge. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody in New Jersey right now is all rise, all rise for Aaron Judge. Oh. And I, I'm, I'm excited, man, just because it's you like seeing young, successful players that are humble. And, right. You know what I mean? Even as a Met fan, you can't get jealous because there's nothing to get jealous over. I'm still, I hate the Mets. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the way we're going to wrap it up this week. And Danny's saying, you know what? I hate the Mets. That's it. That's a perfect way to wrap it up. I hate the Mets. <laughs> I don't think you could get any better than that. There's no coming back from that. They're just wrapping it up. So, Danny, say goodnight for Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to give a big thank you again to Phil O'Donnell for stopping in and, and telling us about his event. Again, that event takes place on Thursday, July 20th at Cypress Brewing Company in Edison. Uh, there's all t- tons of information. If you go on Facebook slash Biking for Jake, you can learn all about it. Again, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast. Follow us on Twitter at New Jersey Guys. You can listen by streaming on our website at nj1015.com as well as the NJ1015 app. And subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. For Chris Swendeman, I'm Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. We're out.